0: Welcome to Costume Party, the pop culture podcast chatting style on screen. I'm Lydia. I'm Hattie. And we're your unqualified yet enthusiastic hosts, tearing the style of film and TV, past and present, to threads. Just a heads up, party people, there might be some spoilers, so we recommend watching ahead. Now let's get into it. Welcome back. Welcome back to the final instalment of Costume Party Podcast Season 2. Series 2, sorry. Yeah, British. Can't believe Another Series. No, neither can I. And I would say I've enjoyed this one more actually. Yeah, I have. I think because we've like we're finding our groove a bit, you know? We're finding our groove. (laughs) We didn't know what we were doing the first one. Now it's a bit more like we know what well, we don't really know what Mm. we're doing still. We're still winging it. But it's been fun it has and we've been doing it in person more than we did last time yeah which makes a difference yeah just because you know you can get the vibes off each other and we've just got impeccable vibes and <laughs> we bounce off actually yeah <laughs> it's just it's, it's more been... fun when you're actually doing it with the person. yeah it's a lot more fun for sure yeah. um so let's dive straight in to be honest nothing too exciting i mean finally finished maths australia the last series oh my god and, uh, that took you a while it took us a while because um i was watching it with one of my housemates and you know sometimes you just don't get a time you're yeah, at the same time really. and we weren't allowed to watch it without each other and then also love island started so yeah. for, i'll be honest it's the first year in like six years five years but I've not continuously committed to a series of Love Island. Interesting. I just went very well northern. Love, Love Island. Island. <laughs> um, yeah, because I mean, I just don't have the time. I'll be honest. Yeah, I can't download ITV for the tube, and so I'll just hop in with Chloe on whatever episode she's on. Yeah. Fair. And I'm enjoying. Like, I am enjoying it watching it this way. It's not the same because no. you can't. I think without the commitment, you don't. Get you as invested yeah, I agree. And you lose the excitement with it, but I am enjoying it anyway. And um, so yeah, so I've been. That's now replaced maths for me. Yeah, I'm actually watching. And I finished the Kardashians. Oh, yeah. It's another reality yeah, show finished up. Um, I'm still watching Top Boy. So I'm just giving everyone the headline. <laughs> um, still watching Top Boy, and I've just started watching literally yesterday, which I am enjoying because I love a true crime documentary anywhere on netflix but especially one about cults do you know what i'm gonna say i watched this this week yes what was it called sweet keep sweet obey or something yeah keep sweet pray and obey Pray and obey it's about the flds flds the fundamentalist what are they fundamentalist something latter day latter day saints yeah yeah fundamentalist latter day saints which is essentially was a branch that is descended from the Mormons in America, but has essentially became a cult. Yeah. So it was a religion that turned into kind of a cult, really. And is obviously, as all cults tend to be in this society, this patriarchal society that we live in, it's all about polygamy, but not for for the women. No. um, Just for the men. So, yeah, I just... I mean, I love a true crime documentary on Netflix. I I thought it was really, mm, really good. I mean... Really good in terms of like, okay, so no spoilers. Okay, no spoilers. Um, but like, sad and difficult mm. to watch in points, but very interesting. It just blew my mind that, then this is quite naive <laughs> of <for> me to <laughs> say, but the fact that like, that exists, like people believe that yeah. still, like I find so difficult to wrap my head around. Yeah. So they basically believe that the more wives you have as a man, the closer you are to God basically. Like or like that's how you get into Mm. heaven. Well they they call it Zion. Zion. I think Zion Zion. Don't they say that if you have three wives or more, you're basically like a god. Like you're like a god in the community. You're one of the like main priests. It's basically just like patri the patriarchy magnified. Yeah. I just... Yeah. It, like, the whole concept of patriarchy, like, it's it's that just in a nutshell, but times 1,000. It's so... Mad. It's just... And it gets... What episode are you on? Oh, I think, like, you two. Know? Like, I it gets, don't it like, like even crazier. Gosh. Like, it gets... Because once there are, like, children involved mm. as well, that yeah. was the thing that was really hard to watch from perspective of there's a lot of like underage marriages and things Mm. that obviously awful but then also you'll go on to see like in just like family dynamics that's Mm. also really hard to watch so it's like on an individual level like watching these and they have um commentary from or interviews with some of the women who were married underage Mm. so listening to their stories is obviously really sad and then to also see how it's affected like family units and dynamics mm. on the whole yeah. and where like families have been separated mm. within the community and like because of the church yeah just like crazy that's so crazy but i mean the families were massive yeah Can you imagine christmas like i thought i our family was big yeah. but honestly the elders yeah, really just <laughs> I always thought level. Catholics liked being family, but it <laughs> turns out the FLDS has just taken it to a new level. So of I have like 60 siblings. Yeah, it's crazy. That is so crazy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah it so gets... I can't wait to see what else I, mean, I find out. I mean, strap yourself in because it gets even worse. Um, I'm ready. I've been watching a lot of intense watching. So I went um, yeah. from Top Boy to watching that. What else? Oh, I was I started watching Euphoria. Oh, I've still not watched the, it. Oh, I think it's you'll so love high. it. It's yeah. very intense. I need to go back, but again, that's on Sky, so I can't download it for the yeah. Tube. So. And I don't just don't have a lot of time where I'm not either drinking, eating, or at the gym when I'm not on the <laughs> Tube or at work. So. It's, Do it's you ever watch stuff at times. the gym? Uh, when I was watching Bridgerton, and it got yeah. to some interesting scenes where I not <laughs> stop watching, <laughs> I was watching it in the gym. Because I just had to know what was going to happen. Yeah, Series but... 2 really got quite exciting. Yeah. Um, but generally, I don't. Just because my form was really off. Because I was like craving my neck to watch. Or I'd like put it on the rowing machine. Yeah. And be rowing away. And then it would fall off. And it just got a bit embarrassing. Yeah. I was like, everyone's going to be watching me. Thinking, "What is that? why is that girl so obsessed with Netflix if she can't put it down for an hour? Um, um, so, yeah. So, I, I don't really... But, but then, um, yeah. like I, so I've started trying to just listen to audio books yeah, or guess okay. if I don't do music. But yeah, sometimes you just got a bit of put a bit of Taylor Swift, the man, on, you know? Yeah, and yeah. pump that iron. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so,
0: um, what else have you been watching? Um, yeah, besides like Love Island wrapping up, Kardashians still okay. on Real Housewives. There's now Real Housewives of Dubai, which has been. Oh. Do you know it's gonna good. come to a point where there are too many countries for even you to actually I know. watch them all. No. Um Real Housewives Girls Trip or whatever it's called. Ultimate Girls Trip, the second series. So that's where they throw like a mixture of Housewives from different um shows uh, together. Oh so it's a bit like The Hunger Games, the yeah. final. Yeah. Sorry for, if anyone's not watched The Hunger Games the final final one yet, but Um, so, they pick, like, some of the most iconic housewives from Mm. over the years. So, they've only done one so far. Well, like, the second one, I think the first episode might have aired already, or it's definitely this month. So, they all go on holiday together, and you basically just, like, it's like a mini-series, so you just, like, see them all, some of them already know each other from, like, the Bravo universe. Mm. Some of them have never met, but they'll have, like, heard about each other. So mm. they tend to go in with preconceptions of each other, like, anyway, of, like, oh, so-and-so. Like, yeah. my friend from Housewives doesn't get on with that one from the New York Housewives. And, like, they all have an idea of who they're going to be friends with. Yeah. So it's quite interesting to see. I, despite how much they talk about it, I've actually not watched that many different states and countries so, there are often a lot of people on those that I actually have never seen before. God, I can't imagine that. For I you. know. But this one has Vicky and Tamara from Orange oh, County. I, I, absolute icons. I know. And Brandy from Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. And Taylor, who was one of my oh, faves. Wow. Yeah, I did like Taylor, too, mm. loved Taylor. She's such a babe. So, it's got some. Really big characters, and then the, I think Dorinda from New York's on it. Who I've not really seen much of New York, but I know that like mm. she's known for being like massive on that. So they I can't remember where they're going in this one, but I'm gonna watch that. So that's not something I have watched, just on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, also watched that Netflix documentary, and then that's it, really. I've not watched anything. I'm sort of like waiting for a few things I read when I was on holiday. Mm-hmm where the crawdads sing oh yes and that's coming out what september that i think it is. i think it might be this summer i, I think, think it's maybe. like next month oh wow because the trailer's end. out yeah, yeah so no, bad is. and have you read it no but i've been i've watched the trailer yeah i might like, maybe i need so to so good did you get it on kindle no i borrowed uh, mel's copy i was gonna say i could because i've got your i'm going on holiday next week and i've already planned all the books i'm going to <laughs> steal by sharing <laughs> hat's kindle library it's such that a good perk it's great. Of, the, of the Kindle it life. It is. Sharing it's such a great life. perk of the Kindle life. That and only paying for Ryanair, priority <laughs> boarding and not getting old luggage. I think the Kindle becomes essential at that point. Yeah, absolutely. But I would really recommend it. Mm. I'm really intrigued to see how it works on screen because it goes, it sort of has two timelines. Yeah. So you see the main character sort of grow up from a child. Mm in the book but whilst also so you're like they're almost like meeting so like one timeline goes slightly faster and then like they meet up at Mm. present day well it's not set present day but yeah so you see like the two versions of her so I'm interested to see how it yeah how it looks but such a good read I yeah I'd really really recommend it Um, And I am glad that I've read it actually before I watch it because it's one of those that I think the book was so loved by so many people it almost didn't put me off reading it Mm. but you know when you feel like pressure to read something and like everyone's loved it and what if I don't. Like it. Absolutely. I mean it's Lady Lollipop. I've <laughs> had this problem for years. Oh, I've never been able to read the it actually made doing a literature degree quite difficult because I struggle to read things that I have to read. Yeah. And I there's just a certain anything. pressure that comes with it. I think my yeah. subconsciously my brain goes, No, you can't tell me what to read. As a kid I loved the Lady Lollipop book by was it by like Dick Kingsmith? I think yeah, I think the illustrations no. were very Dick Kingsmith, weren't they? Yeah, I think it was. Um, and me that and pig. mum told Liz that she should read it, and because I said that she should read it, she never read it. I just, I just remember vehemently as a child, just always thinking, I'm never reading Lady Lady Lollipop. I was like, no. Nah. I think the illustrations weren't grabbing me. To be fair, as well, I think the cover wasn't grabbing me. Oh, so I had a real thing about pigs, though. You had a real thing about pigs. <laughs> I really wanted a pig. You I really wanted weren't. a Vietnamese that, that, pot-bellied pig. That is because you read Sophie in the Saddle. And so, she, she wanted a Vietnamese pot-bellied pig. So I wanted a Vietnamese <laughs> pot-bellied pig. And do you remember I had a money box and I put yeah. a note on it that said Hattie's farm money because yeah. I wanted to be a farmer. You wanted to be like Sophie because Sophie oh. wanted to be a farmer. Yeah. So Famous such good books. You were in your element being moved from the outskirts of London to Yorkshire, <laughs> weren't you, at that age? So you probably, yeah, I think I probably thought I was going to get a horse. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was really relevant yeah. to the podcast. It wasn't. I are. don't know how we can smoothly segue to this week's watching. No, it's quite um, a change from what we've just discussed. It is. Although, actually, it links to something else we have been watching recently. So this week we're doing Legally Blonde the 2001 film starring Reese Witherspoon which is one of our all-time favorite films on it. And we're partly doing this. I mean we we we're going to have to do it at some point. Yeah. However, we went with our friend Els recently to watch the um, the musical yeah. at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre which was so good. The- so good on stage but also the theatre I really loved mm. I'd never be I didn't even know it existed I did but it's so cool I would definitely go again and yeah. I just thought the production was amazing like it was so much fun mm. it was so pink so pink you were in your element really I ready. really was mm. I wanted to get up on that stage yeah. and just borrow some clothes <laughs> we all independently without telling each other turned up in full pink outfit yeah but I I was really upset I ended up panic texting them both on the bus because I bought my first poke poke bowl for my (laughs) intro to have the bus on the way there because I was coming straight from work and spilled soy sauce all over my baby pink dickies trousers and I was yeah I was so upset. Els luckily brought a wet cloth and within 10 minutes of standing outside Baker Street station it had gone. It had gone. So good. So, and they have survived. I forgot to update you on that. They have survived. Oh, good. Uh, They've since been properly washed, and I think we're good. It's a relief. Yeah. But yeah, so it was all... The whole production was very pink. A lot of the audience was pink. And... The cast was great. The cast was great. Just... It was just fun. It It was. was, That's the word I'd use to describe it. Yeah. It was a very fun production. Uh, And it felt very 2022. It felt like it had been updated. It did. It was... A want of a better word, I hate when people say this, but like they it was more woke. Yeah. You know? Like they tried mm. to make it a lot more modern. Or they had made it a yeah. lot more modern. Which is very appropriate for the film. The original film I would say was progressive for its time. Mm. So it makes sense that adaptations veer from the original yeah. in being progressive. Be progressive because that's yeah. actually more faithful to the source text if yeah. you're going in the spirit of things. Yeah, I agree. With what you're trying to achieve. So, for anyone who's unfamiliar with Legally Blonde... Can anyone be listening to this podcast and not be familiar with Legally Blonde? I mean, I'd be curious to know, Mm. but super quick synopsis. Mm. The film follows Elle Woods, who's a Malibu sorority girl. Excuse me, she's the president of Delta New. Sorry, she's the president (laughs) of Delta New. Um... And she's at UCLA studying fashion merchandising. She's, like, top of her class. 4.0 GPA. Like, smashing it. Mm. Girls smashing it. And then her boyfriend, who she thinks is going to propose, breaks up with her because he thinks she's not serious enough for his life trajectory. He wants to go into politics, and he's got a lot of pressure from his family. That's what his... Siblings are doing his brothers with a Vanderbilt, for God's sake. Ugh. And he says... <sighs> he says, if I'm going to be a senator by the age, age of 30, I need to be with a Jackie, not a Marilyn. Ugh. What a line, though. I know. So they end up splitting up, and she decides that if she wants to be considered serious by him, then she's going to have to go to Harvard Law. That's an awful I'm sorry. So she try like works and works and works because everyone's like you're not going to get in and she's like but i have a 4.0 gpa and they're like yeah but in fashion merchandising like how are you going to go to harvard law so she studies and studies and studies gets in and then the film follows her navigating law school yeah and and people discriminating against blondes assuming yeah she was- Itchy and dumb, and she's none of those things. I know. She's Actually, a pure soul. Girl. Yeah, she's so, a proper smart girl, that one. Yeah, great film. Amazing film. And I would say progressive for the time because, as I say, it tackles head on mm. ideas of femininity. Yeah. And femininity being associated with lack of smarts, lack of seriousness. Yeah. Lack of basically hard work. Um, which leads nicely on to me asking what your common thread for the costume Well, is. I think you've just summed it up quite nicely. I'd say my common thread is that... And actually, if you haven't, then go back and listen to our episode on Princess Diaries mm. because I felt there were some similarities in this. Absolutely looking at like your, who you are at the core and then how you mm. present yourself and how that can be misconstrued. I think that, like she says, people, like Elle says in the film, people mm. think that she's just... gonna go and be a Victoria's Secret model obviously no one just goes and and does that but her point is people think that I'm just like here to look good and that's what she actually then she really struggles with that Mm. we see her find that really difficult yeah um and quite damaging to Mm. her self-esteem and that's because basically she likes to wear pink and people look at her and they're like oh my god, like, you just, like, you're... Well, like, they refer Mm. to her as Malibu Barbie when she first rocks up at Harvard in Mm. her Porsche convertible with all her pink... in her, like, pink driving suit Mm. with her little handbag dog. Yeah. (laughs) So, people look at her and think, oh, she's really girly. She's Mm. obviously not that clever. And yeah. so that, to me, is what we're exploring through the clothes mm. in this film is how much of that is true? Yeah. Or how much do we judge people for being really feminine? Yeah. Or what do we judge about their intelligence? Yeah. If they look feminine, which I think we see a lot mm. in TV and film in general. And I always think there's often in shows and films, like the one friend who's really into fashion. Yeah. And she's not usually that clever. mm Absolutely. And why? Like, why can we not be clever and like fashion? Because we live in a patriarchal society where it's assumed, because the media purports this image, mm-hmm. that, well, femininity is associated with being stupid, which obviously harks back to yeah. women not being in spaces considered serious, mm. such as law, yeah, business. So, I mean, it's just, boil it down to it, it's sexism. Yeah. Um, so that's why I partly love this film because obviously there are some things which now you watch and you think are a little bit outdated. Mm. Some, some things they say, so I just remembered one line that we can't even repeat on the podcast. No, um, there are some things which are a bit outdated. However, as a moment in time like this, this really did. I think they sent a really powerful message to girls yeah. at the time, which was you can't. There is nothing wrong with being girl. There's nothing wrong with being feminine you can still be strong and successful in traditionally masculine and male spaces yeah. and heterosexual white male spaces yeah. you can still be successful in those arenas without basically without being a pick me yeah. and without shirking off your femininity and taking on kind of masculine and a masculine image yeah because when she applies for law school and she sends her little video mm. application which we may remember Kim Kardashian yeah absolutely coffee well took inspiration from mm. when she was first started her law journey mm. which I think is really interesting actually mm. Maybe we'll come back to that definitely um, but it's a group of white middle aged men basically mm. on this board of admissions mm. like watching her application where she's like Um, debating what toilet paper they should have in Mm. their sorority house and stuff. And it's all obviously supposed to seem quite fluffy. Mm. But they're basically looking at her and... Well, for one, they obviously are looking at her and thinking, God, she's really fit. Yeah. (laughs) But also, in thinking that, they're like, how can we let this girl in? Mm. Because she obviously isn't very serious. Like, look at her... In her pink sequin bikini, Mm. Um, obviously she's not going to go to law school. Mm. And then they're debating because someone says, well, she's got, you know, she got really good grades. She got 179 on her LSATs. Like, Mm. she, on paper, she has the grades to go. They're just looking at her Mm. and thinking, this is not the kind of person that we usually let in. Also, they then make the excuse, don't they, that they that they are always looking for diversity, <laughs> hiring. Um, yeah, live machine. Yeah, and she does. She is like she stands out so much when she arrives mm. in all her because we you know she is almost exclusively in pink or the something pink yeah. and bright pink as well. Yeah, and if it's not pink, it is still very bright, isn't it? It's bright and it's stylish. Yeah. Whereas everyone else at Harvard is, mm. they dress them in a lot of like grays and khakis and like yeah. very muted tones. Mm. Um, so she really, really stands out. Yeah. Or like you can see. I mean, obviously we're following her around, but you can immediately see her. Yeah. In every scene, you can. Which I think is key. It's about how she stands out, and in mm. that case, for on the surface, the wrong reasons. Yeah. So she's not supposed to stand out mm. she's supposed to fit in. Yeah. But actually then, obviously, as we move through the film, is about her learning that she can do both. Absolutely. And actually, even though she went for a guy, mm. which she did, which has always been a bit like a weird aspect of the film... Mm. For me, like whenever I address it, I'm like, yeah. mm, like I don't love that she's just like followed a guy here. No, but also, how impressive that she literally is like, I'm gonna go to law school. Yeah, Harvard, know that. Like, and she actually, gets, she's like not taking no for an answer. She is going, yeah. and she finds that actually she's really good at it and really yeah. enjoys it. And then at the end of the film, she is finding that that can be that can still be part of her. Yeah, personality, persona. Because she gets upset because basically she's doing this internship with one of her professors on a law case and he then hits on her and she gets upset and she quits and she talks to basically the associate working on the case who's Mm. kind of a qualified lawyer by this point but is like younger than the um, head professor. She talks to him and she says, like, it's not me, I'm just like, I shouldn't have yeah. come here, I don't know why I'm pretending to be something I'm not. And he says, I think it is you. Yeah. And that's the thing, I think, within herself, she's negotiating whether she can be feminine and do this. Because whilst yeah. she turned up at Harvard and everyone said, well, you can't be smart, Yeah, you can't be serious, because, like, she was getting excluded from study groups, people yeah. were being really mean to her, people were saying, well, you can't do this because you're feminine. Mm. Equally, on the other side of things, she had her parents and her sorority sisterhood saying, yeah. why do you want to go to law? Like, yeah. she said, you can't do that because you're too pretty, you're yeah. too stylish, you're too pink. You don't need it. She was being pulled from both sides, yeah. it's not just a one-sided thing, she's being pulled by both sides in society. Yeah. They were basically trying to pigeonhole her, mm. and she said, no, actually... I can do both. I can do both. Which is, I think, what we figure out by the end, which is nicely tied up with her then rejecting Warner. Yeah. She has discovered that this is who she is. She's not doing it for a man. She does it for herself. She does it for herself. And so she basically realises that she is smart and she can be successful and stylish as well. Three S's everyone wants to be. (laughs) And I think... When she, because we do see when she first starts her Mm. internship on that case, she starts to wear a lot more, like, darker colours, and she goes in black on the first day, and it's a lot more, Mm. as she would say, serious, like, she's taking it seriously, she's Mm. ditching the pink, it's still very stylish, but it's not very her, I would say. I do love that outfit, though, on her first it day. It is a really nice outfit. It's like a, a black pencil dress, isn't it? Yeah. But with a massive white ruffle yeah, on the front. Yeah, I love the shirt. Which is exactly what I'd wear if I wanted to do it. Yeah. law was too, actually just too boring for me. So i not doing anything. I would do more of her final court look where she yeah. then is like i'm coming back i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna do it my way and she comes mm. in an all pink outfit so i think that's the most significant outfit of the film mm. because she goes through this process of trying to figure out what she wants to wear she's performing in terms of she's trying to perform the yeah. role of the lawyer wearing darker colors that blends in more with her mm. colleagues her fellow students on the case yeah and wearing blacks and earthy tones and then in the end, for her final day in court, when she's basically been hired by the person who's on trial, Brooke, Brooke who's also an ex-Delta Nu. Yeah. Uh, when she's been hired by her to represent her, instead of Callahan, who hit on her, mm. it's a moment of... Do you know It is a moment of overcoming patriarchy, because she's been hired by another woman, who's quote-unquote her sister yeah. from Delta Nu, to take on the case on her own. Obviously, she's got to be supported... Legally, she has to be supported by a, a qualified lawyer because she's only a student at this point. But she's head of the case at this yeah. point. She comes into the courtroom ready to take it on mm-hmm. and she's in full pink. She's returned to her full pink yeah. look. And I think this just epitomises how this is... So there's a basically a train of thought that there was a strand of third-wave feminism... Which obviously started around the '90s, mm-hmm. like 1990s, of basically quote unquote, like girly feminism, which was the reclamation yeah. of kind of the paraphernalia of traditional femininity. So that was like makeup, fashion, um, basically like bosoms, like breasts. Yeah. You could be inherently feminine, feminine, like you could be feminine mm-hmm. and also feminist. Which the Spice Girls yeah. were figureheads for at the time. It's the whole girl power. Moment and and um, actually pink was reclaimed at that time as well. Yeah. So in films and what when people what people were wearing on the streets, pink was reclaimed basically by feminists of the time who said no you can be feminine, and you can also be feminist. And I think that's what this moment in this film, the film as a as a whole, but particularly this moment represents. And I think that's really nice to see. It's mainstream girly feminism. Was this sort of on the back of that post-feminism era,
1: where yes, people first mm. were like,
0: well, obviously some people believe we didn't need feminism anymore, mm. or even which, you know, here we are in 2022. Um, but the belief that, yeah, kind of like what you said, it's not, it wasn't a bad thing to be feminism... To be feminism, to be <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing to be feminism, to be fair, it's never well, a bad thing. thing to be feminine, mm. and so there was this sort of like wave of post feminist, a post feminist yes. movement, um, and then and that was where like all the girl power sort of like came to being, yes, because actually later on, um, the Marie Antoinette, the film by Sophia Coppola. Um, which I think was released in yeah 2006, that features a lot of pink. And yeah. film theorists have looked at that as another emblem of post-feminist film and styling because there's a lot of pink in that and it's a film that focuses on a, a major female yes. icon in European history. Yeah. And it tells her story, it focuses on her story rather than... Her being a villain, it looks at her and her issues and the struggles that she went through in her lifetime, mm. which is which basically resulted in her becoming the person that she was. Yeah, so it's a bit more of a sympathetic reading of *Marianne* Antoinette. I've never watched that. You know, oh, I've watched it. so much. I, I love really, it. You watch it. I really like Sophia Coppola. So yeah, so it's all it's all part of that kind of like late nineties, yeah. early noughties, girly film trend. Girl power. And um, but I think *Legally Blonde* is sticks in everyone's minds, as yeah. the main film that did this. I think because it starts about romance, mm. and it actually turns into something more about the yeah. self. I was going to say, it turns from romantic love for an average brunette man, yeah. She yeah. self-love which i feel like is what everyone's going through on tiktok right now yeah, so it's so just so perfect for 2022 and actually even though we know she finds love in the end and mm. there's always like that which sometimes has been a sticking point for me but we never see them kiss no we don't see them go on a date no like her end love interest mm we actually don't see that story. No. We kind of get bits of it and mm. we know it's there and it's probably going to happen. Mm. But I'm only just realising that we don't actually see no. it on screen. Because this is Emmett, who is the kind of associate on the case, mm. who says, I think this is who you are. I think mm-hmm. you are meant to be a lawyer. And so whilst he helps her figure that out, in one po- at one point, he's actually a small part of the story, I guess. Yeah. And realistically, she goes through her process of self-discovery before actually realising her romantic love with, with him. It's oh, just, like, it's just so good. Isn't it? Yeah. it is. It, it, no, and that is. Do you know what? I'm going to agree with you on that, then. That's, that's made me feel less guilty about liking Because I agree. Sometimes it's like, oh, and then she gets the guy at the end. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of films are like, mm. oh, and then that's how it has to end, On that lovely ever after. So they didn't need that. No. They could have just scrapped the telling us, because yeah. it says right at the end of the film... It gives you an update on all the main characters. Mm. And it does say that they've been dating and that Mm. he's going to propose. But they could have scrapped that Mm. and just not had it. And we just wouldn't have known. No. And maybe if it was made today, we wouldn't see that. Mm. They would have been like, oh, we just don't need that. Yeah. But I think maybe they did it because it's quite cyclical. So you see Mm. her thinking she's going to get engaged at the beginning of the film. And at the end, the audience knows she mm. is, but she doesn't know, and she's very content in herself. Yeah. And because she's giving that's a the main speech thing. to her class, and she's a yeah. she valedictorian, yeah, on. and she says, Believe in yourself. Yeah. And actually, so maybe it's more powerful that they do have that as part mm. of the story, but just in a very small way, because it's saying, It's not the be all and end. No. And you can be married and in love as a woman, and also stand on your own two feet and yeah. be successful in your own right. Oh, I just, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, wow, this film is, it is so good. I do just, I just think, it's and just I know so I it's good. about Princess Diaries, but I think it's one of the best films of our generation. It is one of my favourite films. Uh, yeah, I think there's just so many elements to it. It's also, there's just so much which we've not even discussed yet. Actually, there's one thing I forgot to mention, which... I think it's quite key because it's a bit of a... Not a sliding doors because I think it was destined to be a pink film. But on the fact that pink is oh, such yes. a motif, we, have, we do have to mention that um, Darakoff, the costume designer, has been cited as saying that they nearly didn't choose pink as a colour. Yeah. Which actually is quite key because I think they thought pink was too on the nose. And so they're looking at blues and lavenders, yeah. the team, like possibly using them because they knew Elle needed a signature colour. But actually, they were doing kind of on the ground research, and they went and visited sororities. Yeah. And they were so pink that they just thought we can't not use pink. Why as the are color. we taking the pink away? Exactly. Which is is really big, just outside of the context of the film. The fact yeah. that they went through that process of is pink too feminine. Yeah. And then decided no, we've got to do it. Means that as a film, they were they were quite to, to paraphrase mm. Kylie Jenner, they were realizing things. <laughs> As it was going on, like they were coming to the realization that you can be feminine and be this character who is so successful. Because that's the whole point of the film. Exactly. They were like, do we dress her in pink or is that like too much? And then the whole issue is about women thinking they are being too much yeah. and that they're too feminine and if they're too feminine they can't be too clever and, mm. like, they don't want to intimidate anyone and, no. like, navigating all of that based But then they on, also want to be taken seriously. Yeah. And, like, if I wear pink, am I going to be taken mm. seriously? So, actually, it mirrors the film. The fact it that does. they saw that in real life and mm. they were like, actually, why would we take it away? Like, yeah. this is the story that we're actually trying to tell. So... I think, yeah, interesting that they went and mm. looked and they were like, okay, we actually have to go with pink. Absolutely. So interesting. Back. So now thinking about it, originally that wasn't going to be my common thread. Oh, what was your common no, thread going to be? So my common thread was, so now I'm thinking maybe my common thread is pink. Yeah, okay. However, nice. originally my common thread was going to be costume. Because what I feel this film does is, obviously, every film uses costume for a function. Yeah. It conveys identity, emotions, even actual events, like what the what the characters are going mm-hmm. through. And what I think the film does really well is it shows that costume is just clothing in like it it has the same function as clothing is in real life because I think Elle uses her clothing within the context of the film yeah as costume I think she's trying to because basically she's obviously in all these environments which she's not been in before she's in an Ivy League school Mm. and she's not previously been super into academia yeah and she's now in obviously as mentioned previously a very patriarchal environment she's previously been head of her sorority, she's always been safe in the lovely, cosy environment yeah. of sisterhood, which I can now say is just the best way to live, now that I live in an all-girl flat. Um, she's previously been in safer kind of environments where she's been more in her comfort zone, yeah. and now she's going into these spaces, like, very highly academic cl- uh, classrooms, and then working on a, on a serious law case, like a yeah. murder case, she's in all these spaces which do make her feel like a fish out of water, mm-hmm. and that's conveyed through her being so, like, standing out so much in yeah. pink. But what actually she does, even though she stands out so much, you can tell that she's trying to perform for the social context. Yeah, 100%. Because one thing I always think is, as mutual Prada says, fashion is instant language, mm-hmm. and... Elle uses that, you know, yeah. we, we all code switch for the environment yeah. that we're in socially, you know, we dress for weddings white in a certain going. way, we don't wear white if we're a wedding guest. Yeah. If we're going out with friends, we might wear heels. There's an etiquette Exactly. To you know, if you are going to a picnic, I like to wear gingham, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, sometimes it's a bit on the nose, but sometimes a girl just likes to dress for the occasion. Yeah, oh my god, I agree. And I think, so that's partly why I think we love Elle so much, because she's yeah. a girl after her own hearts. Yes. I mean, it's it's possible that actually we were just raised by Elwoods, and this is why we are who we are today. Careful! Mum is listening. To be fair, Mum is a bit of an Elwoods. She likes to dress for the occasion. That's so true, actually. What's interesting is so there are so many moments, and now I can take this to my best dressed. Oh, yes. Yes. Hit me with your best dressed. On El's first day of class, when she first goes to class, and I know I'm choosing a non pink outfit here, she wears like an a kind of emerald green cardigan mm-hmm. over a, a similarly coloured textured pencil skirt tights and little I think they're little black heels yes Cause she was kind of Mary Jane at some point but actually that's later on in the court case um no she wears boots she wears brown boots at this point yeah um, she's got her hair and a ponytail with her bangs her hanging loose. Her hair is insane. In insane. This. And that's what I try and achieve on a daily basis and it just never quite works out. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then but the key thing, and then she has like a little powder pink sure, shirt yeah. with a purple check tie. Yeah, And Durakov said, Elle does think about what she would wear in certain situations. She said... Um, how could she be a fish out of water but still be true to herself? It was always about what would Elle want to do in this situation? How would she dress herself? What would she think was appropriate? So Elle is always performing. She's thinking, oh, I'm going to yeah. a law class, so I'm going to wear a tie. Yes. And what's interesting is, actually, a tie is a traditionally masculine yeah. style of dress. But she pairs it with, like, the pink shirt exactly. and a skirt and tights. Yeah. And it's all sort of balanced. So she's mm. taking that masculine... What I would say is like quite a powerful Mm. piece, yeah, because it's so masculine, and also it's I think it's sort of tied to that world Mm. of work. And like, again, I'm saying serious because that's how they refer to it in the film that sort of like serious sector. And like, you always think of men as being in like suits and shirts and ties, Mm. and that's like, well, you say a power suit, yeah, so it's like she's taken that quite powerful aspect and then made it more feminine for her. Absolutely, because I think the cardigan is belted as well. So it's all yes, about, it and men's dress is all about tailoring, creating yeah. sharper angles. Mm-hmm. And so whilst the belt does emphasise her femininity because it creates curves... Yeah she is saying, like, I'm put together. Quite. I mean, she's literally held in by this piece. Yeah. But also what I think is quite key, and I do find quite amusing and quite cute and endearing about Elle, is she also wears glasses that day. Yeah. And we don't see her in glasses for most of the film, other than, I was going to say, when she and her friend Paulette go to get Paulette's dog from her ex, and she basically goes into a whole performance of, this is her first role as a lawyer, she's... Goes up to the ex and says like, I'm Paulette's attorney, Mm. you need to give the dog back because X, Y, Z, these legal reasons. She, we see her, before she kind of peers out to come and help Paulette, Mm. she puts her glasses on. Yeah. So it's like she's stepping into that role. Yeah. And it's like she's watched cartoons and thought the cartoon nerd wears, Wears wears glasses. It's like... Because I always, when I was, what, 16 and I had to get glasses and braces and I was freckly, I just thought, I'm quite literally a cartoon nerd. And that's the thing, I think she's seen in the media, Yeah, this is what academic people look, look like. like. So she's mimicking it. Yeah. But I think, and so what's quite nice about the end is obviously she's worked that all in together. Yeah. She wears a belted dress, but it's pink. Yeah. And so it's, it's like she's put all of these elements that she had been wearing throughout the film yeah. together, accepted her femininity, yeah. but also accepted her role in a professional setting which requires certain styles of dress. 100%. Oh, I love that. My favourite, mine's more a piece that she mm. wears twice, so I would say what I, something I really loved is the sequin pink bikini. Yeah, Because we see it when she does her little video... Um, application mm. she's wearing that she also has it in green and blue which i love so we yeah. actually see it in three colors. <laughs> but the pink one comes back when she's trying to attract warner's attention mm. she goes he's playing football, mm. football. Like, yeah <laughs> and she gets a, like a little sun lounger out and she's in she's got the top on and then she's in i think it's just like trousers some kind of trousers but she's got this really great um sort of like a magenta fur Mm. cropped jacket over the top and then she's got like her hair in like her classic ponytail Mm. and she's got like all her law books and she like sits down on her lounger Mm. and then like her jacket comes off a bit so you can see this like bikini top underneath Mm. and then she like gets a book out and even though that's still very much the beginning of her journey Mm. so and she is doing it for more for the male gaze rather than herself Mm. i feel like that's something that she learns which part of that is for her yeah and which part of that would be for someone else and that's sort of like where she goes over the course of the film Mm. so i love that it kind of for one it helps her get into law school which i just think is hilarious but Mm. iconic and then I like that we see it again and mm. it's like that's still part of her and, yeah, she sort of, like, learns which part of this femininity mm. am I going to keep for me yeah, and when am I doing it just for myself mm. on the back of your, your um, discussion of mm. her final court look and actually learning that she doesn't need the male attention. yeah, She can just do it. Definitely. I think that's such a good outfit to pick, because also, it is so emblematic of her naivety at that stage. Yeah. Because also, uh, her sunglasses are similar style to the glasses that I was just talking about. Yes. The seeing eyeglasses, but they have pink lenses. Yeah. It's like, she quite literally has rose-tinted glasses yeah. when, when viewing Warner at this point it's in so the film. true. Oh my god. Yes. Love that. Yeah, that's my best, I think. Great pick. That's my probably most likely to wear outfit. Maybe not the yeah. sequin bikini, but that jacket is amazing. I love amazing. the jacket so much. Amazing. I actually have that outfit as my picture on my Spotify playlist for oh, yeah. the YGK Pop Girl Summer. <laughs> love that. So, yeah. um, um And then who was your worst dress? My worst dress was actually still l just on her first day of school when she's enrolling so not when she's actually at class but first day when she's enrolling and she goes and gets her timetable and she says where's my social calendar yeah she's wearing it's kind of like a like a flat like golf cap you know those flat yeah it's like a pink flat cap and i know it's very white UK. that cap just isn't the look for me with an off the shoulder pink stripy blouse yeah and jeans and it's Obviously Reese Witherspoon I quite can wear like anything. The it, it's just not for me. It's just something I wouldn't wear. Yeah, that's so okay. that's that's you know, I don't think it's awful. It's just I had to pick up words first. And this is it for me because I personally wouldn't wear it. Mine is Brooke. Oh, yeah. So I'm just gonna firstly say she does wear a really iconic Dior as say. Which I think she looks incredible in. In incredible but just before that outfit mm. she's wearing all black and then she has this blazer on and it's like newspaper print oh uh, yeah and i just think it's really ugly <laughs> like i think she's like trying to look serious because yes. she's like an older l right mm. she's like come from the similar background yeah. and sort of like made her money in her own mm. right so people again are judging her based on How she looks because she's like a typical again sorority girl, really into how she looks, and has made her money based off fitness. Mm. And that's again like so crucial to that case, Mm. is all about how she gets her body. Yeah. Um, but that is how what she calls her empire. Mm. So I think she's trying to look a certain way because she's in court, so Mm. she's like, I'll dress Serious again, but it just isn't very nice. No, but it is also, I feel like that was a probably massive print back in like the noughties. I feel Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it was. I remember it's very like pink Cadillac vibes. I feel like they would have done a dress in like a newspaper. Oh, definitely. So I feel like quite a few designers were doing it. Mm. Um. Yeah, so, yeah, I, just, I have to say that it just wasn't for me. I will say it's a step up from the orange jumpsuit that she has to wear as a felon. In yes, that's that is yeah. true. Because as we know, whoever said orange is the new pink is seriously disturbed. But then I love that her laptop is orange. Yeah, and she's like, and also you see this more in the stage show, I think, mm. or the one we just watched. There's a lot of orange. Paulette wears yes, a lot of orange. There is, and I think also that's a nod to like. Elle maybe realising there are other colours in the world. Like, you can, you don't have to wear pink. Like, you can, other people can have, like, their signature colour. But not as pertinent in the film, I don't think. No. But I thought that was quite interesting, that she does have a few We see orange here and there. Definitely. Which I quite like, I love orange. I love it. Well, that was delightful. That was so delightful. It's been a long one. I feel like there was actually even more to say. Oh, absolutely. There's so much that we've not said. I, I really enjoy doing the rom com. I, I mean, do. this isn't really. A t- I mean, it is a rom com, but I like doing the. It's a rom com for the self, but yeah, the classics. Mm. We'll have to do some more of these. We will absolutely. Will. Um, go back and listen to the series if you've not already. Mm. We've done Bridgerton, Russian Doll, Princess Diaries, Love Island, mm. and I'm missing one. What else Oh my god! What's the other, other one? <laughs> This is really we not. have done another one. Oh, West Side Story. Oh, yes, we did West Side Story as well. Mm. So it's an eclectic mix. It is. Let us know what you enjoyed, what you want to hear more of, if there are any films or shows that we should really discuss. Because mm-hmm. we're always open to suggestions. Absolutely. And we'd like to mix it up. Um follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Costume Party Podcasts and Twitter at Costume Party Pod. And We'll be back. We will be back. So make TV sure to follow TV. us, because then you'll know when we're coming yeah, back. Yeah, we'll let you know. Probably after summer, because summer have got a hot girl summer to put all that energy into. <laughs> um, and we're hopefully gonna go away at some point, aren't we? Yes. A little we need to. Book surprise that. trip away. Cool. Well, enjoy your summer, guys. Yeah, enjoy summer. <laughs> we. <laughs> I was gonna say we love you lots. <laughs> love to the fans. <laughs> um, and yeah yeah we'll see you see you next time. Bye, bye.